about to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. <laughs> of Swing. That's the big band in town whose leader is none other than our own Maria Kina. The Knights of Swing, a 16-piece orchestra, Michael. 16? 16. That's larger than a football team. It, it is, <laughs> and uh, they got all the instruments out there. They perform all over town. The Knights of Swing, you can find them on Facebook. You can hire them. That's you... K-N-I-G-H-T-S? Of Swing. If yes. you uh, If you have enough money, you can hire them, and they will perform at your <laughs> Wedding, bar mitzvah, or whatever you would would, right. would have. Anniversary, huh. graduation. That's all of it. Uh, Maria, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? All is well. We had the pleasure, you and I, of uh, dining together the other night over at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Kevin Colleen. We did, and it was so nice. And it was just, it, to be out of this environment and just be with, it was great to see Kevin, too. It was. And um, just the holiday season. It was very it was nice. It was nice of him to do that for yeah, you Yeah, it was nice. It was. And yeah. his basement, he's got... Oh. How would you describe this basement? Well, I don't know, because I was so mesmerized by the pinball machine. They yeah. couldn't get me away yeah, from she it. Was, she was a pinball wizard. I now. was. Kevin has a working pinball a machine? A working yeah. pinball machine. How come I have visions of... Uh, by the way, I was invited to this party, but I was out of town. Yeah, you were out of town, oh. like you are but, three but out of every how, four weeks. I have visions of like his um, basement looking like uh, an antique collection yeah. Yeah. store. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Exactly but I right. didn't see it functionable, like where oh, you yeah, would no. actually be able he to had, play. And he had coffee uh, tins, he had uh, tobacco tins, he had old pictures of Coca Cola, you uh-huh. know, signs and working pinball machine and a working pinball machine. I, when I saw it, I said, "Does that work, Kevin?" And yeah. he says, "Yes." And I was like, "Oh, I'll talk a, to you had later." A, had a barber chair in there. <laughs> yeah, nice. And, and did they have like the old fire hose? Yes, a couple of those. He had those with the the big red wow metal. It was very cool. And did you notice how clean it was? Yes. There was no dust on anything. It was really? clean mm-hmm. at the cleans. Yeah, no dust mm-hmm. in the in the basement. There are all the mm-hmm. little artifacts he has and uh, no dust. Now on is them. the basement fixed up or Well is it's it... it's it is it, so he's got a, like a little pharmacy in there, you know, like the old time farm with a little um, you know, soda pump. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a little post office thing with a little mail slot. He's the most interesting man. Isn't, Isn't he, he though? Yeah, he truly is. Just an interesting dude. It was a lovely evening. It was. They had the That's lasagna. lovely. Would you get lasagna? Uh, it's, you got to have some guts to cook lasagna for Maria King. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they did it, and they pulled it off. And it was Nancy, good. Nancy yeah. Colleen did a phenomenal job on the yeah. on the lasagna. Did, did John get in front of the piano there at the Colleen yes, house? Yes, he and did. What did he play? He played a little bit of something. Yeah. Did he play a little Summer Highland Falls? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, I did a little t- ragtime. I did. I texted, started stomping that foot. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I, I did text Kevin the name of my piano tuner. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, I noticed that. Oh, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just trying to help out. Don't be yeah. rude. You no, mean, it wasn't. Rude. You know, you were invited. Was this a New Year's party? No, it was before New Year's. It was before, before New Year's. New Year's. It was in between. And Christmas Kevin and played New too. Kevin did play. Kevin played and the Maria, piano. And yeah. Maria sang. Really? What'd you sing? <clears throat> Uh, oh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, must have been a good one. <laughs> it's just too good to be true. <laughs> no, I think I sang the man I love. Yeah, you did sing the man yeah. I love. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, how so. about this? What a lovely evening! It was a lovely. It was well, a lovely. But, but 
finally tell all the good people how is Kevin? Is he all Kevin's right? Kevin's doing great. He's, doing He's the great. director of communications for St. Charles County, Missouri. That's a nice county. I grew uh, up there. And he uh, he left here after what twenty some years, yeah, I, I think. And, uh, but it's a it's a it's a great gig. He's doing a great job. He's enjoying himself. And but we miss him here. Yeah, yeah we do. no doubt it, about it. There was, uh, you know, Kevin is a, a unique personality i think mm-hmm. we would all agree yeah he's a, he's a, his and he's he's a good cup of coffee though he's a fun guy to have a conversation oh with. my gosh yeah Absolutely. he thinks so differently than normal average yeah. bear, you know <laughs> he's definitely on the spectrum <laughs> uh maria are you a snow person or a non-snow person? i like snow i do too if it's gonna be cold and it's gonna rain yeah. and snow then snow a lot then snow a lot and plus you know i have the two dogs uh constantine i yes. i told john uh um about this at the party is he named after Constantine, who uh, once ruled the Catholic Church? No, he actually, my father, my grandfather was his name was Constantine, really? and I'm Constance, so that's the oh, Greek name, okay. which translated in English to Gus. Uh-huh. which is my dog. Exactly, which is your dog. There you go. So so far, I, he only answers to Constantine, but he's a puppy, and uh-huh. and he's a lunatic, and I found out he's really actually a great Pyrenees. Uh-huh. so he's going to be huge. Uh, it, it, purebred. No, he's not purebred, but he. when I took him out of Stray Rescue, he weighed 22 and a half pounds. Yeah. I brought him to the vet last Friday. He weighed 64 and a half. Well, Gus is a great Pyrenees mix. He is? Yes. How many oh. days did that happen over? He, well, he I tripled and uh, doubled in size. I got August him something. the end of August. Yeah? And now? Good for him. But uh, is he still fit and stuff? Oh, yeah, he he's still some, fit. Uh, except I think that. And he just loves to go out, and he's white with black spots all oh, over man. him. Uh-huh. And he goes out in that guy. mud. Oh my gosh, I got pictures. All of right, him. Uh, I want to see him. Um, and he, it's it's a nightmare, a, it? an absolute nightmare, and he won't let me clean his paws. Oh. So it's this big battle. Are we uh, are we potty trained there? With I did potty train him, and well he does done. know how to walk on a leash now, but he well didn't when done. I took him out. Well, of there. you know, you got it. So, takes time. Yes, uh, you got two dogs. That's right, what's, Sim- what's Simone. It? Simone. Simone. Simone is a what? She's a sleek black something or the other. Uh-huh. They say lab because, you know, they say everything's a, right. a lab mix. Right. And she's not. She's got these skinny, beautiful legs. She's sleek, and she runs like a gazelle. That kind of wow. sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what made you decide to go over to um, Stray Rescue, Stray Rescue and, and grab yourself uh, Well, constantly? I went to do a story because mm-hmm. they were really hurting. They needed to get dogs, people like fosters right. and people to come in and adopt. And he started talking to me. Constantine. The dog Constantine. starts talking oh, to you. He was, he was like, we're having this big conversation. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And so I went over to him, and I knew I'd been, yeah, that was it. I was yeah. done. I'm like, okay, you're coming home. Come on, buddy. So I'm a foster fail now, again. Nice. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> so what do, what do we think Gus is, or uh, Constantine ultimately <laughs> Gus, is going to... Achieve Wait. in terms of weight. Well, Doctor Davis told uh-huh. me uh, that um, I can expect <laughs> ten more months of growing. Wow! Wow! Until he's about eighteen. And how do they? Be, you, you, I always hear people say, "Oh, look at the size of the foot on yes. that dog. That's going to be a big dog." Yes. Blah blah blah. Is and he that had what they huge say? feet. Yeah. He had huge paws, and I thought, no, he's going to be like a little runt. Uh-huh. And I still think there's some runt in him. Yeah. Um, because like he used to be able to go after his sister. Simone, uh-huh. and and now he can't, right? Because he's like almost taller than she is, right? So it's it's happened quickly. Wow, <laughs> I was a runt when I was a little kid. Were you? Know? Yeah, I was little a guy. short little guy. Were you Were really? You? Well, I, did, I I was growing still in college. Really? Get out. Yeah. I so, grew about another inch and a half when I went to college. But done. you were just a wee little lad, huh? Yeah, well, a little small. I was a pipsqueak. 
Oh my well, God! I'm sure my the parents were looking at me like 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 she was yeah. thinking now. Uh, Constantine's a runt, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. know what you're dealing with. At least you don't have to go buy pants for him. No, you know what I mean? no, uh, but man, the food's killing me. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, wait till you get into the medication. That's where we're in now. Oh, I just... I, he has to have medication yeah. already because he, he has pause issues yeah. with his paws. Yep, yep. 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 I dropped 140 bucks today mm-hmm. on uh, on medicine mm-hmm. for Gus. John said uh, a name of a drug. What was it again? It's Gabapentin. Gabapentin. Ah. One of my friends takes who's got like serious medical issues. Mm-hmm. Well, so does a Gus. dog they, is taking Gabapentin. Yeah. They try to and give. It ain't cheap. No, it's not. They try to give me Gabapentin. Yeah. After an automobile accident. Yeah. And I hallucinated from yeah. it. It's really, well, some people that, can take it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's happening. With, maybe that's why yeah. Gus just randomly barks at the fireplace. It hey, could that's be, cool, uh, See, oh. I saw fire coming out of the exchange. There it is. Is there anything cooler than a dog uh, dreaming, though, when you see them oh, there? Oh, no, that is. Laying? And they're uh, they're always running. And you you ever can see them. They're moving and they're running their little legs and they're, <laughs> you know, they're dreaming. Have you ever seen that? No. You, you haven't seen that? No. Doesn't Gus do that? I don't sit around and watch a dog sleeping. I mean, you know, I, my, my life is not that exciting. No, wait a minute. But you, it's not You that tried dull to make either. me sound stupid. Now, you're the one who follows this dog around with a plastic bag and picks up its excrement. I'm simply pointing out <laughs> that the dog dreams, and you're like, no. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not that boring, Kelly, that I'd watch a dog dream. I can't believe that you haven't seen them when they're sleeping and their and their paws start going, because you could tell they're running. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what dogs that dream? What? Yeah. They make noises. They make noises and everything. They like do? You. Yes. Yes. I don't make noises when I sleep. How do you know when you're sleeping? Well, because oh. I'm sleeping. I don't, I'm not making <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure. Although I did. You know what I did do? <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Okay. So, you know, for the last, I don't know, three or four or five years, I've had the, uh, what do you call them? The CPAP. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, you got the little thing and it goes on over your head and you. I've never slept better in my life. This CPAP, you, whoosh, you know, the air going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got distilled a little, water for it. Little, yeah, distilled water. And so you got a little plastic thing there on the front that kind of keeps the water, that keeps the air flowing. And uh, I, somehow the other night, I must have taken it off and thrown it away. And so, <laughs> and so now the air just it doesn't go in my nose; it just goes out. And, and I'm thinking, and so the so I spent a night without the CPAP. I woke up four times oh, that's during the good. night. Wait a minute, did you find it? No. Well, where did you throw it? Uh, I have no idea. I've looked everywhere. I looked in the sheets. I looked under the bed. Are they going to send you a new one? No. Maybe Gus has because it. I, Michael, am creative. Oh Lord, did he pull out duct tape? Mm-hmm. You pulled out duct tape, didn't you? Paper towels, buddy. Paper towels. Um, paper towels? Stuffing the paper towels in that hole. I slept like a baby last night. Wait a minute. You're just, you're stucking, sticking paper. Like, is this like a Boeing situation? Like a piece, a major piece is missing? Yeah, but I got the, I, I stiffed, I but, stuffed the paper towel paper stuff towels. in there. Yes. Don't they get wet? You suck that huh? down the hose and have a paper towel yeah. in your throat? Don't no, they get wet? It's in, but everything smells like dish soap. But, uh, <laughs> No, I mean it's it's all good. It's all good. I don't think and you I, should be breathing. I, that. I fixed my CPAP, I think and I'm you happy ought to about let it. the CPAP company know. Yeah. Hey, I'm missing this one piece, and see if they'll send you that. Yeah. And then I'm sure they will. As much money as your insurance company's paying for you to have that. Yeah. You should get the don't Actually, be don't I'm be Sanford and Son in it. No, oh, no. Put, put paper towels <laughs> into it. Worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's as sad as I am to say this. This segment is over. 
You brought it up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> when we come back, thank you, Maria. Thank you. That's Maria Kina, ladies and gentlemen. The Knights of Swing, in case you forgot, in the, in the midst of all of that conversation. When we come back... Missouri Secretary of State was oh, on this CNN guy. Wait today. Wait you hear what this guy Michael did. Kelly, I haven't listened to it. Backward but Michael, Missouri's Michael Kelly's got some here. thoughts, apparently, yeah. and we'll see what those are. Uh-huh. Uh, when we come back after this on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Hey, welcome back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. We don't normally do too much politics on Monday night, but we're going to... Because it's it's so ridiculous, John. So the, this afternoon, mm. somebody sends me a link yeah. to uh, the Secretary of State of Missouri. So, Jay Ashcroft. So he, he is dying, doing a national interview on CNN. Yeah. And he, he made a, a real nitwit of himself. No, come on. Yeah, he, he made himself look really, really, really bad. And Surely not. He didn't made it look like he didn't have... Great command of his subject matter. Did we have that? Play that clip. Well, hold on. Uh, Let me. You can set the table. uh, Yes. So, as you know, the case uh, from Colorado, right? uh, That where they've said that Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the ballot. That is now going before the Supreme Court. And Secretary Ashcroft was making the point that if Trump's name is removed from the ballot, yeah, he was going to go remove Joe. He was going to remove Joe for the same exact thing that, that Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump is under ninety, almost ninety felony indictments. Uh, Etc. We all watched January 6th. That's what the question is around. They're trying to say that Joe Biden has issues similar. So the, the CNN break. host is interviewing Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. This was just today. What did Joe Biden do in your mind that equates insurrection? What allegations are you talking about? Um, I, have, I have seen allegations from the lieutenant governor of Texas that has said that, the, that uh, Joe Biden has has uh, has an, in, uh, uh, been part of insurrection or rebellion. We've seen the president, uh, sorry, the governor of Florida say the same thing. Insurrection Those are over what? what? What did the governor of Texas say that that Joe Biden was causing an insurrection over? If you're going to make the I, claim, give me give me some specifics. Are you just going to oh, cite me. No, the governor of Texas or Florida and not actually say what they are arguing? Do you know what they're arguing? All what I'm telling you is this: they made allegations, and all it took for the president, for former President Trump, to be taken off the ballot in Colorado and in Maine were allegations. We should not be a country that removes people from the ballot based on allegations. I think you can agree with that. I think it it depends to a degree. Oh, so because. Be you, from the my guy, Joe Biden, is not no, my guy. You don't know who my guy is. The point is, sir. The point is anybody. that it's not clear whether the Fourteenth Amendment is self-executing or not. In, in other words, it doesn't matter to a court at that point whether there was a conviction of Donald Trump for insurrection or not. That is a. So here's what it comes down to. Yeah. This guy, he's attention-seeking uh, because he clearly doesn't even understand his own arguments. Um, then he goes on, and he's in a combative nature with this reporter who's saying to him, the clip goes on for a while. He goes on to say to him, he says, look, you're going to have to go to court to do this. What will be your strongest argument in court? I'm not going to court. You listen to me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just goes and rants and raves and acts a fool. And listen, I get it. He's trying to be governor. 
But he's also showing us exactly who he is. This is a guy who's bungled and tried to politicize nearly every ministerial job he's had from certifying things to put to the ballot to the abortion issue to the transgender thing. He's just tried to put his thumb on the scale when it's not necessary. I guess you're not a fan. No. Uh-huh. And, I, and it's it's just the perfect example of what people are got to be thinking about Missouri between – he, most of these candidates running on your side, John, who want to out-Trump, out-Trumpian, and I don't get it because John Ashcroft, who's Jay's father, was a religious man, a pious man, a person who was very yeah, very invested in his faith. To watch these people, and his son now, a man of faith apparently as well, to go over there and bend themselves and 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 – well, I sell think, themselves to this man of Donald Trump makes no sense I to me. Think the point, to the point where you will go and make an argument on national TV that you don't even understand the argument you're making because it gets you attention. Well, I think the point that Jay Ashcroft was trying to make is that um, you can't, you shouldn't remove people from the ballot for arbitrary reasons. That, and, Donald Trump's not being removed for arbitrary reasons. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. I don't think the Supreme Ditto. Court is going to uphold the Colorado you decision. Can't, you can't keep them off. The right. Court. I yeah. think that's right. And I think that's the point. Now, what I would say as a political operative, which is what you and I are yeah. for, in our real life, when, when we're not you know, talking on this thing, is that I don't think I would put a client of mine in a situation like that no, the, the, that has the potential to blow up, and um, well, and I that I, I, I do think that was a mistake on the on the part of the Ashcroft. Yeah, and people. the other thing I would do, John, is is I would you know, obviously the man has something he wants to say. I'd practice it because he was automatically assuming that the interviewer was hostile with him, and he wasn't. He was saying, "Make your case," and then he took it to be hostile. And what we learned when Jay Ashcroft got hostile, which, by the way, he got hostile with me in an interview. I've seen him do it with other folks. He doesn't know his facts. This isn't a guy who really has much there. It's all about uh, the soundbite of the national media. Well, he may be the next governor of Missouri. Michael. Good Lord, I hope not. <laughs> that, that apple rolled a fall a long way from the tree. Hey, that's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. You can't say any more. I'm cutting you off. I uh, Well, I'm trying to convince Michael Kelly. That it's time to move into the 20th century. Yeah, you're wrong about this because of a very major thing that I will refuse to do to myself and most of you out there won't do. We'll talk about that next on KMOX. So, Michael Kelly and John Hancock with you for the next half an hour. That's Late the best of Glover, and then it's uh, whatever else they put on the air after that. And My then, American uh, Story. It's something like that. And then, uh, so earlier this evening, as we were preparing uh, to talk to all of you, mm-hmm. uh, Michael and I met, uh, as we often do, at the Pink Galleon. Yes. Uh at the snooker table there. Yeah. At the Pink Galleon. Oh, no, here we go. Nine foot long snooker table. Let's get through this. And uh, <clears throat> we're shooting a little snooker. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you know, I it was pretty. You know, I don't like to don't like to talk, Michael. But I had well, a, it, to be honest with you, it's getting to the point where it's no longer fun. No, I and you had may a be playing blast. by yourself here soon because uh, if I was playing this poorly on a golf course this consistently, 
I would throw my clubs in the trunk well, and never play with them again. you weren't playing poorly. It just John, it's... I I don't think I ever had the lead today. You did a couple times. No, I didn't have the lead, I think, but one time no, in the six or seven games we played. Yeah. The other times you had it. Now, you're getting up at what, what time this morning did you get up to watch uh, the, the snooker from England? Uh, 6.30. So you got up at 6.30. This is a man who likes to sleep till 8. No, I don't sleep until late during the week. Seven thirty? No, I get up at six usually. So, oh, so you slept I in slept because in you today were gonna, the, the and you spent the morning watching Ronnie O'Sullivan I did. play. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're there, and uh, I've, I've just gotten to the point where I'm starting to realize that I'm going to have to wear my eyeglasses twenty four seven. Well, here's the problem. Yeah. Uh, so when you're properly bent over the queue, and you've got your glasses there, and you're trying to look. The glasses are not conducive to to tracking the cue ball and the object ball, and right? Get, and so you, yes. I found you taking your glasses I'd off. I have to take my glasses off, and which then is play the diminishing ball. your eyesight. Yeah, and right. so you you put yourself in a severe disadvantage. And if I could offer one slight piece of advice that yeah. could radically transform your yes. snooker game and quite possibly change your life, let's go. It would be. Going Lasix. into that great uh, that great invention of the 20th century, contact lenses. Okay, here's my problem with contact lenses. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had pink eye in your life? Maybe. Have you ever had um, something where, you, you, like, uh, you had to put some eye drops in your eye? Yeah. I can't do it. What? I can't do it. I can't. You can't put an eye drop in your eye? No, and in fact, I've had uh, friends of mine, yeah. you know, uh, that have had to put drops in my eyes for me. Yeah. And, you know, I have a hard time laying down and not putting things when people are getting close to my eyes What's and the letting them touch. I don't know. I can't touch my own eyeball. I don't want to touch my eyeball. I can't even do the drops. There, and now boy. look at that. Oh, man, he just took his finger, and what he's doing is he's touching his eyeball. <laughs> and so I can't touch my eyeball. So yeah, how can. am I ever going to? No, I would get it in, and it would be there for two months because I'm like, how am I going to take this thing and out? Then, can you just move it to the side, uh, you pinch it, and you take it out? Oh, you don't pinch your eyeball. Of course John. you do. No, you don't. What's the, what's the thing with it? The, your eye is just like anything else. Like, yeah, it's, I guess like it's like nose. snow skiing. It's can something I should have learned at a young age. Can you touch your nose? Look at it. It's there. something I should have learned at a young can age. Can you touch your ear? There's all your ears over there. You, you can't swim. <laughs> no, but it has nothing to do with You should have learned lenses. that at a young age. I should have learned eyeball touching at a young age. Yeah. Well, it, you, so you're not actually touching your eyeball. You, you, John, You've got the you are literally lens. taking your index finger yeah. and, and moving a piece of glass along the surface, of, the surface of your uh, eye. Now, if it were made of glass, that'd be a different Well, what is issue. it made of? It's made of, uh, you know, polycarbon stuff. Glass. No, it's a little flexible little uh, plant. It's not, you know, it's made how, of... How do they... It's like a plastic glass. It's got the vision thing on it, and you can see. Right. And you don't have to look over the rim of your glasses when you're shooting the snooker ball, and you and your whole... It'll transform everything. I think I'm. Mean, this is going to be one of those things that I'm going to have to ease into with... With just doing the drops on my eyes first. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. You score a little visine in there. I can't do it. It's a piece of cake. I can't do it, brother. It's a I, piece I, of cake. I understand it's a piece of cake. And listen, I millions I, you know, and millions. I'm not and vain millions. enough where I don't like to not, but I would prefer to not have to wear my glasses. Yes. So I went to doctors, Birdie, Mahatra, Brusati, and, and all the, new the rest guy. of them. Right. Barry. And, and Barry. And they said, you can't get the LASIK. And I said, what? Why? They said, you got astigmatism. I said, what's that oh, mean? They said, well, your eyes are a little wacky. That's when and you I get said, a stigma in the eye. You know, yeah, you and I uh, said, well, you can't do that? And they're like, no. 
Um, what you need is something for, you know, you got to start doing these drops and, you know, you need eyeglasses. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you ought to consider contacts. And uh, I just, I can't do it. No, you got to do it. I, it will, it will. Well, how, totally how old were you when you started using contacts? And, and 20s, maybe, yeah, exactly. or teens. Or, I mean, exactly. I, you know, I wasn't a kid. Were you drunk? I, no. Well, I wasn't, the first time you put them in? No. Because, I mean, you're going to touch your eyeball. You have to be out of your you're mind. You're not touching to do your that. eyeball. You've got, the, you got, the, you got the contact lens on your finger. Uh-huh. And you put your finger up there and you put it in. And you on your eye. A little bit on your eye. Yeah. Uh, huh. I understand that this isn't something you can grasp, but there are people out there like me. Who know exactly what I'm talking about? The the idea of someone coming at them, including themselves, to insert something into their eye is something they could never go so for. So you probably weren't really good at 3D movies. No, I don't have I mean, a problem with those glasses. No, I didn't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want anybody getting anywhere. First, of all, I don't want anybody touching my face. Do you like when people touch your face? Well, somebody said to me one day, "I got you a facial." I was like, "A facial." Have you ever had anybody touch your face? My wife touches my face. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, and occasionally she touches it hard. Yeah, well, um, but I mean, like, that's when she's, like, grabbing a cheek to say, you know, John Hancock, yeah. you're the most romantic little sucker yeah, out no, there. No, that's when the left hook comes out of it. No, but I, what I'm suggesting is, is that I don't like when people touch my face. I've much never less, touched your face. And then you get and close I, to my I eyes, then never... I want to fight. I will never touch your face. I don't think this is that unique of an issue. It's I think a totally most unique people, issue. There are millions of people out there. Where PJ over here is wearing contact There's lenses. millions of people I know who you wear know. one. No. I knew I liked this guy. This, he, like, I know, knew you, I liked this guy. This guy, so I think he, PJ like comes in here just to try to make you like feel like you're his second dad. Well, let me tell you about this. So what PJ and I have in common is something we call, like to call monovision, Michael. Mm. Uh, we went to the eye doctor and our you problem. You got one eye? Uh, let me explain to you. I mean, yeah. It's a little it's technical, but follow along. I got one. Uh, so we are what we call nearsighted, uh-huh. all right? And it, which means our distance vision is not so good. That, it needs, hello, it needs, that's what I have. Exactly. It needs yeah. to be corrected. And um, and so I've had the same prescription I've said for decades now. Oh, no, my eyes aren't get getting worse. any worse, yeah. but they're not good. Like without yeah. without correction, I can't read. I couldn't read the overhead door company of St. Louis Traffic Center sign if I didn't have my contacts. Really? On. Yes. Yeah. And but uh-huh. what I have learned is I was wearing two contacts for a while, right. and I'm getting a little older. And when yeah. you get a little older, uh, reading the small print gets more and more difficult. That's why people like my wife, my lovely wife, has to wear reading glasses right. to be able to read. Yeah. So what PJ and I are going to experience, and him for many, many years, me for whatever I got left, uh, is we put the one contact in, in your dominant eye, and with that eye, you can read distance, you can see the street signs, you can kind of navigate your way, watch television, see the score of the football game, all kinds of things with that contact lens. In. Don't you get dizzy? No. Because it's only one eye. It's just one eye, but it's the dominant eye. Well, how do you and know so what your dominant eye is? You, there's a test you do. Okay. You put a triangle up and you look over and something happens. And then, <laughs> and then, when your other eye, naked, uh-huh. no naked contact, eye? nothing. Mm-hmm. And with that naked eye, I can read the smallest print. You cannot get a typeface small enough that I can't read it. I, I But here's what I don't... And so, it's, it's a miracle. And so, I've got... I'll never have to wear glasses. How again. do you not get dizzy? I don't, I don't because you don't you feel like 
half of your eyes have got a, a magnifying glass and the other half are, no, are normal? No, because uh. because Michael, the, the brain is a wondrous thing. Mm. Uh, and and you got you got the you got your left lobe over there, mm-hmm. you got your right lobe over here. Uh, and I have a left eye and a right eye that I'd like to keep, and I yeah. don't want to touch them. Well, uh, fine, but your brain is what the, the brain is constantly. My brain is telling me, mm-hmm. uh, look at that sign over there and read it. Okay, and there it is. It says skinker. Yeah, and then uh, and then my brain is saying, oh, there's the menu. What is in the marmalade? And you read, well, it's got uh, some orange in there. And you, yeah. know, you, you read the smallest little print possible. Hmm. I will never, PJ, will never need glasses again for the rest of his life. Huh. It's a miracle. Now, do you have to, when you go to your eye test for the driving? Yeah. Have you put your head against the thing? You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, you yeah. look through those things? Yeah, I cheat. Yeah, do you tell them, hey, I got no, eyeglasses? No, because you know what they do? They try and they try and trick you. You know, they, they put the things on the left side, and that says stop. And, uh, and then they put the stuff on the right. I can't see a darn thing because I don't have a contact in my right eye. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of shift over. Oh, you look with but with one eye? Yeah, I just kind of... So you slightly. really only have one eye that works. That sees distance. My uh, one eye, my dominant eye, sees distance. Why wouldn't you just have two contacts? Because then, then I couldn't read small print. Well, what am I supposed to do? Because I can read small print, but you're telling you need me to get one a con- contact lens. You I don't know about go that. Go to Monovision. Okay. It'll change everything. I'm going to go talk to the doctor and see what I can figure out. And all I can say is that the choice of a ophthalmologist is an extremely important decision and should not be based solely on, on what Hancock and Kelly have to say. Clearly not. When we come back, the Cardinals, well, they're out of money. Huh. That's next on KMOX. I wonder about your humor, like you and I. PJ loves it. I understand, but uh, you, you, <laughs> my wife loves it. She thinks really? I'm funny. Yeah, you think yeah. she thinks you're funny? Oh yeah, she thinks I'm funny. Huh. Yeah, she's laughing at me all the time. <laughs> it's John Hancock, Michael Kelly. Yeah. So we'll be back here Friday morning, eight thirty to eleven o'clock. We say Hancock that, but we don't Kelly. know for sure. The regular we tele- get the fired radio at show. Any moment. No, we're not getting fired. Yeah, we are. Well, we're, he- we're here on the national championship the, the game. The price dude. is right. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we ain't getting fired. No, that's a good point. So you can see us Friday or hear us Friday, and then don't forget you can see us on Sunday mornings, eight thirty, Fox Two, here in St. Louis for Hancock and Kelly, the television show. And John, uh, the Cardinals made some moves today, but it wasn't anybody who was going to be swinging a bat. Well, we're bringing in uh, old. Uh, Heim Bloom. Yeah, Heim Bloom. Heim. Yep, Chaim Bloom uh, coming to us uh, by way of the uh, Boston Red Sox, I believe. Via the Tampa Bay Devil uh, Yes, yeah. and uh, he's going to be an advisor to John Mozeliak, which I think is a good thing. And, and Chaim Bloom has had a good career evaluating talent. He's done a, done a fine job. At the same time, Bill DeWitt III announced the other day that Billy Joel and Sting would be joining the lineup for the Cardinals, but probably nobody else. Yeah, I mean, they basically have said that the payroll is at the level that has been set. So if you're expecting them to add more payroll uh, to this 2024 ball club, that's probably not going to happen. And uh, and if they were going to bring somebody new in, it would be a dollars in, dollars out kind of thing. So for those people who were speculating that the Cardinals might go out and get another starting pitcher, a top-of-the-line Dylan Cease-type starting pitcher, uh, that's not likely to happen as well. It's not going to happen. And for folks that thought they might add another late-inning bullpen arm like a um, – uh, 
the guys that are available out there. That's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. No, so, not going to happen. Uh, no. So do you think we're likely to see some trades go down? Because we've got an abundance of talent in the outfield. We just made we a trade on Friday and yeah. um, picked up a, a decent reliever coming off of Tommy John surgery with uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, uh, Palacios, the outfielder for the Cardinals, who had a very nice little run in September with the club. But there just wasn't room for him. Yeah, uh, He wasn't going to play a lot. And so uh, he gets shipped down to Tampa Bay, and we get the the relief pitcher, the right-hander, uh, got a good sinker, a good slider, and he's going to he'll slot into the late-inning bullpen. And so based on what the Cardinals are saying and what we've seen, I think this roster is pretty well set heading into spring training just a month and a week. Can you today. believe that? A month and a week away. So that's the baseball team. Uh, let's switch over to the hockey team. They fired Craig Berube. I didn't like it, uh, except no. he outlasted most. Uh, you know, the the life of a, a hockey coach yeah, is, is somewhat short. He, he made it, um, and uh, boy, maybe we found a recipe to light a fire under this team. Well, it certainly is is resulted in what looks to be a, a more intense play on the ice by the Blues. They played very well. The last two games, they've won two to one against a couple of very good clubs. And, you know, and right before Barubi was relieved of his duties, they'd lost three games in a row to some really bad hockey teams, Detroit, right. Chicago. Um, and, and so, you know, they're, they're playing well now. That's not atypical when a team in hockey fires its head coach. A lot of times the team wakes up and they pull it together. Over the long haul, this team it does not have, in my opinion, the talent to compete for the Stanley Cup, but I do think they should make the playoffs, but they got some work to do. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, uh, but it is fun to see the hockey team winning. At least we could potentially make the playoffs. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, that seemed like a pipe dream, and now there seems to be a realistic chance for us to continue to try to put together some of these wins and uh, climb our way into uh, the playoffs and boy, there's it's a whole second season when you make it to the NHL playoffs. It's not like any other sport out. You there. know, it, it is the hardest, in my opinion, it's the hardest sport to win a championship. Yeah, because you've got they're all best of seven series, and you've got to win four of them. Boom to boom to boom to boom. It's physical. Uh, players get injured. Players play hurt, and to persevere through that just gauntlet of competition on the ice getting hit uh, blocking pucks it's uh, it's a real feat to win a Stanley Cup and I, I think for that reason it's I think it's the toughest trophy to win in in all of professional sports well we had our NFL insider on earlier tonight John mm-hmm. Hancock from Chicago yeah. uh, he made some predictions for the upcoming playoffs and uh, yeah. thought I'd get your thoughts all right let's do on it these you games. and I'll choose them ready? so you got the Browns versus the Texans first game up on Saturday I'm with Houston all right you're taking the Texans what about you all right I'm taking the well you know I like the Texans um what were you gonna take the Browns I like the Browns I'm taking the Texans. I like the Flacco I'm voting story. on uniforms alone there. All right, so you're going to take – so MK is taking the Texans. I'm going with Junior. I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. JH is going to take the Browns. All and right. we've got our Kansas Dolphins City and Chiefs, Chiefs and the Dolphins. I say to Fish. You think the Dolphins will I do game. not think this is the year for our Kansas City Chiefs. Junior picked the Chiefs. Yeah. I am picking the Dolphins. Hey, now. So there you go. All right. Then the Steelers and the Bills. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, that's easy. 
I mean, Packers and the Cowboys. Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Probably, although, you know, Jordan Love's been playing pretty well, the quarterback for the Packers. I'm going to take the Green Bay, Bay Packers. Packers. I'm, I'm taking, taking the, the Dallas Packers. Cowboys and right. C.D. Lamb, uh, Dak Prescott, and the MK whole team. Is over here. Despite their coach, they'll win. All right, the um, Los Angeles Rams I, against the Detroit Lions. Well, it's not even a question. Detroit Lions uh, will in beat Detroit. Yeah, you know, one on. of the great storylines in all of these playoffs. You got you got the quarterbacks. It's kind of like the wife swap show. You know, yeah, when you swap right. your wife with uh-huh. the other fan. And so what they did is these two teams they swapped their quarterbacks. Right. Stafford from the Lions goes to the Rams. Jared right. Goff from the Rams goes to the Lions. And, and here, here we they go. are. Facing off in the playoffs in the yeah. first round. It's like wife swap. Yeah, nothing should happen positive for Stan Kroenke. Junior, well, lose. okay, but let's let's Well, I'm let's telling separate. you, I think Detroit's going to win. All right. Junior the, took the Rams. Yeah. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. That's right. Who haven't won a playoff game since uh, Chester A. Arthur was president. There you go. Uh, and then so, the final game of the week is the Eagles and the Buccaneers, and I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles will walk away with that bad boy. So the Eagles have lost five of the last six games. They look lost out there. The offense is not doing well. Uh, quarterback has got his fingers all bent, crooked, and nasty, uh, whatever. You, what's the quarterback's name over there? Yeah, him. Oh, uh, Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He's got right. his fingers all crooked and They're bent They're a little up. gnarly. Uh, they look like your toes. I'm going to go. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in oh, an upset. Can well, you imagine actually, the Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Baker oh. Mayfield. So, uh, Junior took the Eagles on that one. Well, we've come to an inglorious ending to our evening together, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Kelly and John Hancock. I want to thank Matt Pajeski and John Camp, who is in studio working the boards. Maria Kina has got the news. She's going to bring that to you a little bit. Brad Choate was in earlier after covering the public safety meeting. And that is the ball game by Ernie Hayes. It's KMOX in St. Louis.